and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one delightful page of Talmud every day. And you know, Talmud isn't usually suspected of its great sense of humor, although if you read it and study it over time, you understand that these wise men, these rabbis, had a fantastic understanding of just what makes people laugh. And in today's daf, Sukkah 7, well, they give us a little taste of this. Have a listen. Rabbi Simon said, and some say it was Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi who said, that the third wall in the sukkah is positioned differently. He establishes for the third side a wall that measures an expansive handbreadth measured with the fingers spread apart, which is slightly larger than a standard handbreadth. And he then positions it less than three handbreadths from an adjacent to the wall opposite the second wall. And the legal status of any item positioned less than three handbreadths from an adjacent to the wall is like an item joined to that wall. And this way, the handbreadth wide wall is joined to the adjacent wall, and it is as if it is a wall of four handbreadths, which is a majority of the minimum measure of the wall of a full-fledged sukkah, seven handbreadths. And this protruding structure even has a name in the Hebrew. It is called, the rabbis tell us, a tefach sochek, or very loosely translated, the wall of laughter or a laughing wall. And that is a strange and delightful coinage. And for all things strange and delightful, there's really, I don't know about you, but there's really only one man I call when in need of further explication and explanation. My friend and yours, our great teacher, Rabbi David Bashevkin, how are you, my friend? Liel, what an absolute joy to be speaking with you today about what I think is like a very covert plug for what humor and what laughter is really all about. Because this passage, while kind of not so funny the way you read it, you totally butchered right? it. Right? My delivery is horrible because you read, it's like, well, the handbreadth are there and it's adjacent to the wall. You butchered the punchline. But it's not so much that this passage even has a punchline, but it's the term that is used within the passage, as you mentioned, that this handbreadth that is more expansive, that protrudes, is called a tefach sochek, meaning the laughing measurement, the laughing wall that we have over here. And the question is, why is the protrusion, why is the fact that it's a little bit longer than the others, why is that synonymous and described with the Hebrew word for laughter? And I heard something remarkable from my teacher, Rabbi Yehoshua Hartman, who's a brilliant educator in London. And he mentions that the whole notion of laughter, particularly in Jewish wisdom, is framed as leaving the normal sequence of events. If you ever look or deconstruct a joke, and everybody knows the great line from the wonderful author E.B. White, who says, explaining a joke is like dissecting a frog. You understand it better, but the frog dies in the process. <laughs> so <laughs> no one really enjoys breaking down a joke, but the way jokes work is that you have a setup, which is basically you go according to the normal sequence of events. You see a very hotshot lawyer coming in on a cell phone, barking in cell or buy orders for the stock market. And as they're walking into the room, this person who seems very important, very serious, they slip on a banana peel. 
And it's that moment where we go from A to B, the setup, and then the punchline is you skip all the way to Z. This is also known in, in like philosophical terms as the dissonance theory of humor, where humor capitalizes on a break in the normal sequence of events. And this is particularly true in Jewish wisdom, that when you look at this tefach, you look at this measurement, the protrusion outwards, we have all of these measurements that are all the same size, and then you have one that quickly jumps and disrupts the normal unfolding of events. And this is why, at its heart, and I feel like it's necessary to mention this now, why there's this connection, particularly in Judaism, between laughter and also mourning and tragedy, that some of these reactions seem to be intertwined. We have stories in the Talmud of rabbis who are confronted with trauma. Some begin to cry, while others, and this is particularly relevant for the time of mourning that we're in now for the temple, with Tisha B'Av coming up, the commemoration of the destruction of the temple, so some rabbis cried and some rabbis laughed. Rabbi Akiva famously laughs in this story because the whole idea of Jewish laughter is that you're looking at the same disruption in the unfolding and sequence of our lives. There's a tragedy. There's something that unfolds. Somebody slips on a banana peel. And in that space, in that protrusion, in the normal sequence of our lives, in that disruption, some of us break out into mourning, but some of us find that glimmer of optimism, that glimmer of joy, and say that this protrusion in our lives can be capitalized into something that can be wonderful, joyous, and ultimately bring us to new heights. In other words, even the greatest tragedy could be a tefach suchek, a wall of laughter, giving us something to be a little hopeful about. Rabbi David Beshevkin, thank you so much for being our guest. My absolute pleasure. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz, and our producers are Josh Cross, Sarah Fredman-Ader, and Robert Scarmuccia. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeone.fiomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon.